0: Welcome to Girls That Invest. Today's Monday, which means we're bringing you Money Confessions, a weekly series where you tell us your deepest, darkest money secrets or hot takes. You're joined today by Sim, and unfortunately, Sonia is unwell, so she is not coming in today, but it is okay. We have recorded a few episodes and we are going to get into it. Now, today's Money Confessionist has a really interesting take, and honestly, I want to get your thoughts on this, but I'll just dive into it and I want you to tell me what you think. Dear Sim, my money confession is that I'm scared of scams and I'm not sure where to invest my money. Whereas I'm not asking how to invest my money thanks to your podcast, but where to put my portfolio as in which website or which app. I've been looking into websites where to invest so that it's simple and clear, and I know that a lot of investing apps and websites are a total or part scam. I'm currently in Canada, and I'm using the app Simple and investing on my own terms and also using a bit of robo-investing, which to me is unclear, but I've heard it could be a scam because you don't have control of your earnings nor how much you're earning. After learning about the dangers and lack of control in robo-investing, I want out. And it's taking me a little while because the company doesn't have customer service contacts. From your girl looking for a simple, clear, trustworthy place like a website or an app to invest and clearly see my investing portfolio, I'm always down to know some more scams to look out for. Thank you. Okay. This is such an interesting confession because it is not uncommon, but it is not talked about as much, which in itself sounds like an oxymoron, but hear me out. First things first, let's have a chat about being cautious because obviously it's good to be cautious. There are a lot of scams out there and I want to address that. This person that sent this in, I would say if I could guess or assume, probably probably I'm going to put you on a spectrum, my friend, and say that you're probably a little bit more cautious than the average person. You want to make sure that you're not getting ripped off. You want to make sure that you're not losing money. This is your hard earned money. So I completely understand. It's not something that you need to stop worrying about. I'd never want to say that. However, let's just talk about the fact that we have had a surgence and really scary scams coming up in the investing world, especially during that 2020 to 2022 period where it just felt like investments were only going up. NFTs were everywhere. Crypto alternative coins were everywhere. I mean, Dogecoin was being spoken about on SNL like it was a wild time. And right now we've got the FTX case going where, you know, the founder recently got proven to be guilty of fraud and people were putting their money into his company and people were you know promoting it and sharing it and a lot of celebrities and influencers did get into a lot of trouble with all of this so i understand why you are worried and i think we should all be a little bit cautious of where we're putting our money but i think there's also a spectrum of being overly cautious and being cautious and i think One of the issues that we have with having so much information out there in this world, I mean, you can listen to podcasts, you can read books, you can read articles, you have all these apps with all these notifications, and we can almost get an information overload and get so paralyzed with how many different ways to invest and how many different brokers and online apps and websites that there are, that it can get a little bit tricky, so let's address your money confession. First of all, robo-advisors, let's talk about the pros and cons of them. You said that you don't really trust them, you worry they're a scam, you're worried that you know, you're know possibly not having clear information given about them. And I think a good place to start is explaining what a robo-advisor is. It's like a advisor telling and choosing which Different companies and shares and different investments can go into a fund and it's making a fund for you, a portfolio for you. The only difference is it's not a person doing it, it's an algorithm. So the algorithm might go, okay, well... Simran is 26 years old. She's got this much debt. She has a high risk tolerance, but she's investing for the long term, probably like 20, 30 years. She doesn't want to touch that money. So she's probably going to be best suited for a broad market index fund, but she has that high risk tolerance, so we won't give her too many bonds. We might choose a couple of individual companies, high growth companies. In certain sectors. Oh, she also ticked that she likes ethical investing. Let's find some clean energy startups to invest in for her. So that's what a robo advisor does. That in itself is not a scam, but there can be robo advisors that do their job, but the back end of the investing broker is a scam. So, for example, you could be accidentally putting your money into a robo advisor that seems legitimate, but your money is not actually being invested where it's meant to. It is really tricky to find a good broker if you are unsure of where to start because I completely agree there's so many out there it is so confusing. We do have some episodes on brokers and what to look out for so if you go on to like Spotify or Apple Podcasts and under the Girls That Invest podcast if you search up broker B-R-O-K-E-R I almost forget how to spell it. You'll be able to see some of the episodes that we've done on how to choose brokers, red flags that we look out for brokers. But in this episode, I just want to make sure that you are so comfortable with where you're investing because if you're not, you won't actually be putting money into it. I remember there was a stage in my life where I was investing in a broker and I didn't really like them. And so I wouldn't invest any more than my auto investments. Like I was just putting in I can't even remember, maybe like $200 a week. That was still a lot back then. Still a lot now, actually. But I was putting in $200 a week. But if I had, like, let's say a bonus from my job, I was not investing that into the company because part of me just didn't feel like the broker I was using had good fee structure and wasn't like a bit scammy. And so I was like, no, I'll wait until I move brokers and then I'll start putting money in. Can we just take a second? To talk about the fact that we get so caught up, myself included, in the decisions of where we put our money that it has probably a greater impact sometimes than the investments we make. Let me say that again. Sometimes where we choose to put our investments, the broker that we use, has such an impact that it almost makes more of a difference, almost has more of an impact on our money than the actual investments we choose. And so many times people will say when they get started investing, gosh, how do I make money? Where do I put my money? How do I invest? That's the biggest issue. That's the biggest question. But based on our research and our data at Girls That Invest, based off all the questions that we get, because I we read all of them, myself and my team, we go through every single DM every single email and I can tell you the number one concern people have is not where to invest because I think we have drilled that in time and time again, broad market index funds, that's a great place to start. Sure, you can have a few individual investments and individual companies. If you think, you know, company A is doing well, you want to invest in an AI startup, whatever that is, but keeping it less than 5% of your portfolio, less than 10% of your portfolio and broad market index funds and bonds the rest of the way, that's actually not that difficult. What's hard and what people seem to continuously and understandably get stumped on is where that we should be putting our investments in terms of the broker. So I've made eight red flags that I look for to make sure I am not being scammed by an investing broker. Now, maybe it's a little bit too late in the episode to define what a broker is, Investing broker in simple terms is a website or an application or a person who you go to that invests on your behalf. You cannot technically go directly to the New York Stock Exchange or the NASDAQ Exchange or the London Exchange or the Australian Exchange and say, hey, I want to buy a share of that company, I want to buy a share of Apple, they're going to be like, awesome, congratulations, go find a broker, they are the middleman or the middle person, no, you know what, I think it's okay to call it a middleman, and they are going to be the place where you can invest your money, and on your behalf, you will own shares, so that's what we end up doing. So the first red flag that I look out for is if it is a new broker. New brokers aren't always scams. If you see a new broker come up and say, hey, we're this new you know, kid in town, that's not the end of the world. It doesn't mean that they're bad, but new brokers are on shaky ground in the way that new companies are on shaky ground. Also, a lot of new brokers often are created to get acquired or sold on to another broker. One of the brokers I used to invest in was new. I put my money into them and then they got bought out by a larger company. And I wasn't necessarily sure if I wanted to have my money invested in that larger broker. So that's one of the concerns. red flag that I look out for is if they have unsolicited offers. If the broker that you're investing with is trying to say and entice you to join them by saying, hey, if you join us, you get free shares. I once saw an NFT program that was happening. It was a project. It was so interesting. It was clearly targeted at people that were not very well-versed in the investing space. And the reason I say that is because they were offering a free Lamborghini to anyone that signed up and bought an NFT. What kind of investment are they selling if they have to entice you with a free Lamborghini, a green Lamborghini? It was the Lamborghini of the owner of the project, I'm pretty sure he still is driving that Lamborghini around because he never gave it away. It ended up being a scam. It was terrible to see. It was terrible to watch so many people, especially because they targeted people of low socioeconomic backgrounds to lose money even more. But I often say if someone is trying to entice me to invest, the investments should give me more money and that should be my reward. Like if I'm investing $100 in your fund, the money I make off that $100 should be enough to make me want to invest. You should not be telling me, hey, if you invest in us and invest $100, I'll give you like a free, I don't know, nail salon voucher. I love nail salon vouchers. I just got my nails done yesterday. It's bloody expensive. It was like $70. You know what? $70 was not the end of the world, but I got the express one done because I didn't want to pay for the classic manicure. Anyway, all that to say, NFTs, Ferraris, that does not make sense. Unsolicited offers, huge red flag. The third thing that I want to mention as a red flag is the pressure to invest quickly. I just view this Like in my entire life, if someone is pressuring you to be their friend, if someone is pressuring you to go traveling with them and you've just been on like one day, if someone's pressuring you to move quickly, if someone is giving you a job interview and they're like, oh my God, awesome, when can you start? Like, can you sign tomorrow? Can you begin the next day? Like, we don't love desperation. And in the share market, we really do not love desperation. And so if there is pressure to sign up today, if there is pressure to, you know, if you don't finish signing up, your account will be deleted. I just, I'm not a fan of it. I do not love it. Sure, there's pressure to buy things or like a sale is ending. That's different, but pressure to invest, not a fan. The fourth red flag I look out for is if they're not registered with a financial regulatory authority so in the states this is the sec in new zealand it's the fma in australia it's asics like there is a financial police if you want to call them that in every single country and if you are looking to invest, so in this case, our friend is from Canada, she is worried about Wealth Simple and she wants to make sure if they're a scam or not, all she has to go to is the Canadian Financial Authority. And in this case, it's the FCAC, which is the Financial Consumer Agency of Canada. They monitor and supervise financial institutions and external complaint bodies that are regulated at the federal level so they regulate banks they regulate federal credit unions they regulate people like wealth simple and you can jump on their website and see is wealth simple is any broker that i'm interested in registered because if they are not huge red flag getting registered is so tricky it's kind of like getting food or products approved by the fda like there are Lots of hurdles. And if they get through, that is a really good sign. The next red flag that I look out for, and I guess again, one that you can use for your entire life, is if it's too good to be true. If it's something that, again, is offering you products or services at a rate that no one else is, or interest rates are high, or they're promising returns, like you will definitely get a 10% annual return. Walk away, not interested. Now, the next three. Red flags are my personal ones. These are the ones that I you know, don't think you can really Google and find out. These are the ones that I have used over the years of investing. One is going on Trustpilot. Trustpilot is a website where people can anonymously share their reviews on a company. And if there are lots of bad reviews, you can kind of get a sense that maybe this company has some issues. So I typed in Wealthsimple on TrustPilot. And sadly, there were a lot of one-star reviews. There were also a lot of five-star reviews. The reviews weren't calling them a scam, but they were complaining about things like customer service, really slow to work, things like that. Now, it's not saying simple is bad. We've used simple in the past. We've recommended simple to people. We don't get a kickback from it. But using Trustpilot will tell you what the issues of a broker are. Some brokers won't have any issues at all. Some might have things like bad customer service. Some might actually be genuine scams. Another is typing the company's name in, putting quotation marks. So quotation mark, whatever the broker's name is, another quotation mark. And then going on to Google News, and that's going to show you if the company is brought up on legitimate news websites. So let's say I want to invest in a broker, and let's say that broker is called Simran's Brokerage. One is not coming out, but let's just say. And if I go on google.com, type in quotation marks, Simran's Brokerage, quotation marks, and then click on Google News, I'm going to be able to see, does Simran's Brokerage come up on Forbes on the Wall Street Journal on CNBC on Business Insider is it part of these big you know well-reputed organizations and media companies or has no one talked about it? because that is a sign also you'll be able to see if they've had any trouble if they have been caught scamming or being caught doing things illegal that will also get on the news and my last one again, which is something that I've used personally, is if they have an unprofessional website, there have been companies that have wanted to work with us, and they jump on their website, and something about it looks like it's been rushed, it's like very pixelated, it kind of looks like someone's taken screenshots and put things up, it kind of looks like they've used stock photos, and it just, it doesn't really look like a company that is managing hundreds of millions of dollars of assets and if they're saying they're managing all of this but they can't pay like someone a hundred K a year to manage a good website that's like a weird red flag for me and it has worked well over time so very quickly I understand that you are worried that you are being scammed I highly, in this case, doubt that Wealthsimple is a scam. However, it sounds like you are unhappy with them. It sounds like their customer service is not working. Robo-advisors in themselves aren't bad, but it does definitely have less control. And if you're going to start looking for a new broker, which in your case, I think you probably should do if you're unhappy, is make sure that they're not a new broker Make sure that they're not offering unsolicited offers. Make sure they're not pressuring you. They should be regulated. They shouldn't seem too good to be true. They should have good trust pilot reviews. They should be able to be searchable on Google with reputable sources and they should not have an unprofessional website. Now, I hope you have found this episode useful. This one, I guess, has been more educational than chatty, but let me know if you like that. Otherwise, we can go back to the yarns, we can go back to having fun, laughing. We want to be able to do both. And if you have a money confession or a hot take, just send us a DM at girls that invest on Instagram. Or email us at hello at girls thatinvest.com. See you next week. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer.